0: Welcome to Lost Without Japan. Just want to take a few moments before we get to that normal intro that you are expecting, longtime listeners of the show. And if you're new to the show, you'll see that in a moment. But I just wanted to give a moment to say thank you to my son for joining me on this episode for a day trip talk to Tokyo that's based on the anime Bochi the Rock that can be found on Crunchyroll and you know many other streaming services as well. But just him setting aside time for me today was huge for me and going to be something that, you know, I may listen to my episodes at least once just to make sure they're okay, but I'm sure this is going to be one that comes up again and again for me. So just getting him to be on and setting aside time in his day was just wonderful. So thank you, son, for doing so. It's going to be a little bit of a different flow or feel than our normal day trip episodes with that Japan being together, said. Along with but my friend for the most part, uh, and just being able to share some audio for those of you, you that have never made it to Japan to this point. And kind of give you a chance to realize a little bit of your dream as you're working towards it with that dreams come through savings account that I've talked to in really early episodes, or just hopefully provide that view that it can happen. And look so much forward to sharing all of that audio and the video and just everything that's going to come from that trip with you. But I don't want to ramble too much. Like I said, my main goal was just to take a moment, tell my son Sam, thank you again for... You know, just proving how awesome you are. Now with that, on to our regular episode.
1: Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael.
0: Welcome to this week's episode of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan and your lost without moments. This is your director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions, coming to you with positive thoughts and excitement for your next journey to Japan and his own return this summer. I'd like to thank you for giving me a bit of your time today, and I truly hope this podcast finds you in a good place or on the path to a better one, no matter how it may seem at this moment. My belief is that we can all use a beacon like this one in our lives to help guide us during these times, and my hope is that Japan, along with this show, will become that for you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning Lost Without Listener, thank you again for your time and returning once more. As always, the advertising I include with my show is done for free and is to help continue to promote the friends of the show that we have interviewed in the past. I am super excited to share other off-the-beaten-path Tokyo excursion places and things to do with you today that are on my list for myself and my son this summer, as he's interested in both the anime that we're going to be talking about today, and as well wants to see some of these locations, and he's joined me for today's episode.
2: Yay, hello. I am uh, his son, I'm Sam. Hello. Um... Yeah, I love Bochi the Rock, so I'm just excited to see, like, a ton of places that I've seen in anime, like, oh my god!
1: It's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, Tokyo is uh, high on your list, son, for places to go for our trip, so it's, 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 it's going to be great.
2: Yeah, I'm very excited, especially Shibuya.
0: Let's get started with our show today for Bochi the Rock-themed day trip to Shimo Kitazawa, Tokyo an area of Tokyo that is known for its rich music history and numerous stores with which you can purchase that guitar you've always wanted to. Because, I mean, really, if you're going to buy something and then put it away and just look at it, might as well be something from Japan that you bring with. And if you go big, come on, like any concert you go to, you can just say, hey, I got this in Japan. So let's use some of that positive mental thought and imagery as we continue our Trip along Tokyo today. Let's start with our lodging. And please remember that we're leaving from where we did last time, so don't leave anything behind. I mean, the staff will keep it for you and have it waiting for your return, but let's just make sure for ease of our next location that you have your luggage, your passport, and your phone with you as we leave the Nippon Sinkan Hotel. You've made it. You're continuing with your journey today. So go ahead and take a few deep breaths and come along with us, your tour group, as we journey along and discover just what Tokyo has in store for us today. For the purpose of our show, we are going to go with the end of July 2023 for rates of lodging, knowing that full well, these prices may increase the closer we get to that time. Remember, you can always reach out to the show at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com or at Lost Without Japan on Instagram. As always, remember you can access the show's Google document with information on Japan and past shows in the description for today's show. If you've been enjoying our show, please think about supporting our completely crowdfunded show with a Patreon membership. Information about that is also in today's show notes. Your membership is going forward towards some mobile mics that I hope to use this summer for additional interviews, and just record some sounds of Japan for you as well. As always, today's stamp to bring you directly to our talk on locations from Bochi the Rock and Shimo Kitazawa, Tokyo can be found in the notes and get you to the talk right away. I truly feel lucky we have each other for this journey, though, and can't wait to get into today's show with you, my son, and everyone that's listening, so let's get started. Before we get going too far, though, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Nihongo Jobs, borrowed by Kasha of Ikigai Connections. If it's your dream to build a career around your Japanese and English language skills or cultural skills, check out IkigaiConnections.com for connection country specific resources and inspiring senpai success stories. If you're specifically looking for a Japanese job in the US, Search for one at nihongojobs.com. Today's episode is going to be the last of this series on Tokyo, but rest assured, we'll be back in the future. After this episode, we're going to be heading back out to exploring some lesser-traveled areas, having to do with some pottery and things, after we kind of do an FAQ, because there's a lot going on for travel for Japan. Uh, Sam... We ended up watching uh, Bochy the Rock together, and I know that we both enjoyed it. What would you like to share about the show?
2: I really like
0: the show. As, as, we, as you know, we
2: watched it in like two days when it came, or not when it came out, but when it finished, we watched it in like two days. We, we binged it uh, completely. It was just like a really wholesome, I was waiting for like the zombies to show up or something, but it was just a really wholesome uh, band show. Um, I really liked it from the perspective of uh like me being such a big music fan. I thought it was really faithful um, just to the experience and going to concerts. It just made like the entire experience of going to a concert, and performing, um, all of which I've experienced just a really I, I, yeah, it was just really cool. The characters were great. The music, oh my gosh, the music had uh like members from a lot of my favorite. Uh, my bands, I think, Trico was uh, part of, a band member from Trico. I want to say, I want to say someone from Otoboke Beaver was in, in it, among others. Like, a lot of pretty big bands, a lot of cool girl groups. So, just like, it, it, it kind of felt like a love letter to Japanese music, and especially Shima Kit- Kitazawa, and I'm sure it's brought a lot of attention and tourism to the area. So, it's just a really cool show. I, I One of my favorites of last year, for sure
0: no doubt about it and i said we go to a lot of concerts together in fact we have one tomorrow as well we're gonna see the rad wimps uh and you know we're both Ooh. we're both excited about that from your name weathering with you and just the most recent one that they, they've they come out that we saw uh we're looking looking forward to catching it all so music is huge for for both of us and i i could not agree more And I'm excited to kind of share. I did the research on different locations and things that I've been sharing it with my son periodically, but I'm kind of excited to share some of these things uh, with you today, son. Yeah, I'm pumped. We'll we'll get get going. We'll get going. So today's (laughs) uh, show will bring you into an area that's really not usually one that's focused upon if somebody's going to Tokyo, but I really feel like it could be something that's going to become the highlight of your trip. And you might even find a band that you discover now that ends up making it big, and you could just be like, "Hey, I saw them then in a really small venue." Right? Uh, and for those of you beginning your journey yeah. with me today, you know we'll do so at Meiji Jingo Harajuku Station via the Chiyoda Line Express, the mukugaku Yun for two stops where the train joins the, the Odakyu Line local Hansugi, where we'll get off at the Setagaya. Daite Station and head out to the front of the station to where we can store our luggage or just go ahead and drop it off at our lodging because it is super close. And that's really what I'd recommend for today if you're going to be staying where I recommend. But before we get going on our trip, I wanted to take a moment to give you a travel PSA. We're going to go into this a little bit more in depth with that Japan FAQ episode that'll be coming in too. And as I'm researching various possible places though for a stay... To look, and I when I looked to book this about three months out, it was very obvious that tourism is picking up, and the ability to book at various locations it was filled, or no room available, or like one or two. So, son, I'm I'm glad that your dad is. As you know, like anal as he is, and we booked out as far as we could because there's so many less choices right now. <laughs> like there, not to wow. say let's you you, say you can't find something, but it is so much less. So I'd really look to book out as far as you can, especially if you're not traveling till like September, October, November of next year. Uh, just start looking as far out as you can in advance. And also friend of the show and fellow listener Peter from our Snowtime Fun episode on Japan and the recent Snow Country for Old Men podcast that he's going to be rebranding in the future wants to pass along some information about hotels in Japan that say they won't charge for children under a certain age. My children are no longer children. I have my son, Sam, who's with us today, who's 21. I have my daughter who's in high school. So it's been a while since I've traveled with the littles. And what he says that hotels mean when they won't charge, is that they expect for you to actually have your children be sharing the bed with the parents. So if you book a room and you're you have kids and you say you have kids coming with, there still may only be one bed. So you could have an 11 year old <laughs> that has to hop in with mom and dad or, you know, stepmom, stepdad, whatever it is, like you're all together in one spot. And in Japan, that's kind of expected and that's people are used to it. But if you're traveling from abroad, it may not be anything that you're familiar with or expecting or looking to do. So just before you book, you should really make sure that there are the number of beds that you want in your room, just so that you can all have a comfortable time. Thank you, Peter. Not only do you have your own podcast, but you keep up with the show. We communicate back and forth and I can't wait to share that uh, frosty beverage with you in the future. Thanks for being a member of our show and just, you know, sharing with everybody. Now, with that out of the way, my lodging choice for this day is Yun Betai, the Tokyo Data location, where it has an onsen. And it's only about a three-minute walk from the Setagaya Data Station. And if you click on the link sign, you can kind of see some of the things that you might see on it. And depending on the time we leave, you can end up missing on the Odoku line. And if you do, you're going to be adding like anywhere from 7 to 14 minutes in travel. Uh, from your, uh, you know, stop, like from that train station where we get out. And for this location, the booking through the site would be cheaper. But that being said, I was unable to book directly through the site, no matter how far out I went. So if you can speak Japanese, you can call and talk to them directly and save yourself some money. One thing that you could try to do is just say, Ego o Hansuru Kito wa Imasuka which is loosely English speaker, please, and just hope for the best. That being said, you can book through travel websites like Travelocity and bookings.com, and there were some dates available, uh, but some of those, like I said, when I was looking to book, there was really only one or two rooms available at most, and who knows what that is now. That being said, this location is worth your efforts as the location is a place that will make you feel a million miles away from the hustle and bustle of Tokyo, and if you live in Japan, could just provide a day trip getaway where, Sammy, you can actually book the room and the onsen to kind of have like just for the day, but not end up spending the night. So just, you know, kind of get away for a little bit. And I always look to do something, you know, it could end up giving you a trip, you know, inside Tokyo. If you live there, you're not able to get outside, but it still make you feel kind of a little bit further away than you might be otherwise. Um, anything that you like as you're looking through for like pictures and things like that for it son
2: oh yeah for sure and looking through like this looks incredible <laughs> i'm so excited for onsens i've heard so many good things i know i watch a lot of chris and um connor videos and chris said on numerous occasions that onsens are his favorite part of japan <laughs> so i'm just excited to experience that for the first time it's going to be a little strange i think bathing with a lot of men but you know, it, it's just, I'm all for new experiences, and um, I'm sure it'll be a little weird at first. But you know, just a different experience.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, and it's all the way on the other side of the world, so <laughs> it makes it mm-hmm. okay. You know, it makes it okay. I'm not gonna see anyone I know, so <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> it's when I karaoke there uh, or karaoke. Okay, it's like I can sing there. <laughs> no one's gonna see me again. It's totally yeah. cool. It's like, uh, but yeah, this this location is, is definitely great and. Usually, Sam, like what I recommend in our shows after kind of getting into that lodging is just trying to get something to eat before you begin exploring uh, too much. So we're going to look at some options for breakfast. And what I found was the gasuto uh, written in katakana. If you are a katakana fan, as I am, you can pick that out from the street side. And that's where we're going to be dining uh, today. It's a family dining option, which will excite those of you that enjoy seeing cat robots bring you your food and being able oh. to order. Yeah, it's like, let's go cat robots. It's like, or being Not able to, to, to order. No, yeah, no, I know. I <laughs> know. It's going to be great. And be or being able to order from touchscreens and pay for them as well, which removes any worry about that awkward interaction that you might have. Um, and it's right near Setagaya Daita station in the, Shimoku, the Shimokita shopping district which is where we arrived earlier. And it's a plus because this location is rather busy. And like I said, it's a 10 minute walk from our lodging if you don't do trains. And it's a very direct route to do so. If you utilize a train, it'll bring the trip down to six minutes with five minutes of walking. And, you know, all these different things that you could end up doing through here. This location is located on the second floor of a red brick building. And it has a large yellow sign that says Taro. So it is very easy to find, like T-A-R-O. And even if you haven't had your caffeine to start your day yet, this is where you can get it. And another plus for this location is, Sam, it's open for 23 hours from 6 a.m. to 5 a.m. English menu that you can even look at ahead of time online. (laughs) So it's, you know. Cool. It'll be plus. Um, reviews mention this location that is favored by students after school as prices are less after breakfast. The number of seats and tables allow for a lot more space than is normal in Japan. There's Wi-Fi. There's outlets to charge your phones. And from what I hear from like numerous reviews is no one's being rushed out by staff, which means if you're with a group, you can relax and enjoy your time. And that being said, this can really add to how crowded, though, it can get. So it may be best to try to hit it on an off time when your schedule allows. There is a 10% late night charge, though, on orders beginning at 10 p.m. But on the plus side, from 10.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., there's adult beverage happy hour where you can get a discount on beer, highballs, and et cetera. Because come on, Sam, nothing goes better than pancakes and beer at 10.30 in the morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's how I like to wake (laughs) up every morning. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You know, if your phone's your store is set like to Japan, like mine, you can even download the app for this location and you can get even further discounts and coupons. You have a variety of breakfast options starting from open till 1030 with last orders needing to be in before 10 a.m. Breakfast options are Western style ranging from 550 yen to 950 yen, I'm Sam, like breakfast for less than like six, you know, seven bucks, you know, for like the most expensive thing and son, you can get eggs, you can get toast, you can get pancakes, hamburgers m- with, you can also even get a pizza son for breakfast. It has mayo and corn on it. Come on. I know it's screaming your name. Oh, and then yeah. <laughs> there's, there's even a Western style breakfast or Japanese style breakfast options And this one might actually excite you. There's a fish porridge, grilled salmon, pork soup, and even natto that if you'd like, ranging from 800 to 950 yen. There are some children options as well, ranging from 100 yen to 800 yen, with similar Japanese styles being a lot of them, including kids pancakes or just a plate full of French fries with mayo and mustard on the side. Lunch and dinner options are also online, running with lunch running from 10:30 to 5, and with last orders again needed prior to 5 p.m. and an add-on coffee, soda, or juice drink bar for only 200 yen more. There are a variety of pasta dishes, pizza, hot pots, udon, donburi, cheese-filled ground chicken patties, and so much more you can choose from. And but since the focus is breakfast. And I'd rather not ramble on too much more about pricing specifics when you can look at them uh, through our show notes. I'm going to let you explore those at your own leisure. And son, after our stomachs are full, it's time to head out and kind of get into what we're most excited about, and that's the area around Shimo Kitazawa Station. And is shown through the point where like the characters in the show end up meeting there again and again and again. And since that's kind of the show's, like, premier station itself with a lot of their, their exploration starting off from there, why not? Like, and there's tons of shopping around there. There's tons of other eating options. So just going to that station itself, you're already a part of the show. And from that station, the, the cool part, Sam, is there's only a two-minute walk to Shelter, which is the live music venue that is called Starry in the show. And this venue is an underground space that is the main venue where the group performs during the show. And the animated version of this location took heavy inspiration from a shelter and even had very similar neon signs placed at the opening. This location has been open since 1991, so even before you were born, son, and has provided bands and groups that are just starting out on the verge of getting to be more known a place to just practice or regularly play so they can get better themselves and be enjoyed. But one request for those of you that are not a fan of the show is, if you're coming along and you're like, hey, this just looks like a cool area to take a picture, please, you know, go ahead and step inside, grab a drink, or go ahead and listen to some music for a while because the venue has posted on their social media saying, hey, we love the fact that all of you are coming, but we, we want you to see the acts and performances that are inside because what's happening is there's so many people going to take pictures outside, it's actually blocking people from getting into the venue or leaving the venue, which is kind of impacting the number of people that they can have, you know, enjoying the performance. So that's just something to be aware of. And one thing is they don't s- sell tickets online. And but you can buy them by phone or in person. But again, it kind of depends on your Japanese level. Um, We might have to just look sun when we arrive in Tokyo on that first day, just kind of shooting over there and looking for later on the week when those performances are. Go in, grab a ticket for you and I and enjoy a show there and just have it be ready to go and head off from there. Or you can try to do the uh, trick talked about earlier where you just hop on the phone and ask if someone speaks English and hope for the best. But Otherwise, you know, you arrive in Tokyo and you go from there. From there, we're going to be heading northeast for a minute walk for our next location, a shop under the Shimokitazawa Honda Theater called Village Vanguard Shimokitazawa Store. And whether you are a seasoned Shimokitazawa or a rookie trying to make their way through the neighborhood, this location is a great meeting spot if you're meeting up with friends or on a date, and if you click on this, sun, there's some great pictures like in that Google Map area, and it is also in the area where Shrine that we visited and talked about in our previous episode. There are several scenes that take place from Bochi the Rock in this chain location, and you might be able to find even items from the show being sold there as well. Uh, the store is kind of like a catch-all, son, so it's kind of like a Don Quixote, mm-hmm. uh, but it has gotcha toys, capsule toys, and it's a whole bunch of things. I saw some like Totoro plushes and books, CDs, memorabilia and things like that. And there's even, I, like, I if you're scrolling through, a pretty large size burger and fries, which isn't cheap, but for around like 2,000 yen per burger set, there's, there's a lot that's there. And that is another thing that was posted in the show. Anything that jumps out at you, son, from those Google images that you're looking through?
2: Yeah, this looks awesome. Definitely like a little bit of everything store. I see the stationery, I see the Totoro music. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> Definitely very reminiscent of a Don Quixote.
0: Yeah, yeah. This looks like something fun. Like, you know, just yeah. something that's there. And from there, we're going to head to Ochimaizu Station. And it's a trip that can range from like anywhere from 32 to 50 minutes. So really check, you know, the route before you go to hop on a train. And it's going to take us back to the Shimo Kichizawa Station, where we're going to take the Odakyu Line, local Shinjuku, to actually Shinjuku Station, where we're going to be getting off the train and head to the Chuo Line, where we'll board the rapid Tokyo to Ochanman Zayu Station where we'll be exiting and heading out for some truly wonderful musical instrument shopping. Son, you are going to absolutely love this area. I stumbled across it on a previous trip, and it's one of those things like I keep on finding, and it's just so cool. There are so many guitar shops, so many musical instrument shops. There's You can buy headphones. There's just so much, and it's just a whole area, store after store after store, And one shop that really stood out to me is the Bay Musical Instrument Store, Rivol or Akihabara. This is a great location, this store, because some of the stores that are in that area have reviews where they're not overwhelmingly positive. And there are a few that mention that some of the locations weren't altogether honest about the instruments and things that are being sold. I'd recommend just taking a quick look before you purchase anything. This one looked very good, uh, and you can kind of look through, but before you go to make a big purchase, you might want to just scroll through those reviews and see kind of what's going on. And if you see other people that are like, hey, uh, not all not, not all up front, you know, trying to take advantage, maybe just move down the street a little bit and grab something else at a other location, unless you're just super knowledgeable about it, and you know what you're getting yourself into. but. What a place to go to, son, and grab a big purchase to bring home with you. Like, what do you th- think about the, you know, shop? Is that going to be something that you're going to want to try to check out when we're there? Oh yeah, for
2: sure. I'm looking at this and geeking out really hard. It looks a lot like the store they went to in the, and it's super cool. I could spend years here if I wanted
1: to.
0: <laughs> I agree, son. I agree. And from there, we're gonna head to an iconic spot from the show that offers a great photo opportunity. If you're driving there, it's gonna be super easy to get through because it's actually a place to park as well. We're gonna to walk to Akihabara Station and take the Chuo Sobu Line, local Mikata to Shinjuku Station and take the Odakyu Line local, Hanatsugi, to the Shimo Kitazawa Station where we'll walk about five minutes to Times Car Rental which is near the graffiti location on the side of a building that was used to help them make the cover of that album, you know where they were in the anime and they all hopped up together and you know did their posing and things to come up with that cover. Totally cool. It is there, but it's kind of in that area and that's like the the best to get you to it. So once you have your Instagram post made, we're going to son take a quick break and do a quick adult beverage before heading out to explore more of it, we're going to hit Spring Valley Brewery Tokyo before we end up going to dinner for our spot for the show for tonight. And the cool thing is there is that the Shimo Kitsuzawa Station trip to Shinjuku and then the Takadan bon Station to get to this location will take you around 30 minutes. The brewery offers a variety of house beers with a regular-sized beer for 790 yen, a pint for 1150 yen, or a half size beer if you're looking to sample some things for as low as 490 yen each. The beer list though changes on a regular basis, so if you look too far ahead, you may not see what you're looking for when you go there, but they do have food options ranging from 1,000 to 1,900 yen if you, add, and all of that is before adding a beverage. Other times a day, you can also even get a pizza sun for 1,490 yen, and they all look like they'd be a great snack or meal on its own. You can go all out for snake, or yeah, for not snake. You can <laughs> go that all too. out for. And you could probably. It's like, yeah, you could go all out for steak for two thousand nine hundred to four thousand nine hundred yen. Smoked salmon for two thousand five hundred yen, and a whole lot more. Anything that is popping out to you in the uh, pictures of there, son. This place looks fancy. I'm looking at the dishes. <laughs> I'm like,
1: dang.
0: Yeah,
2: this this looks cool. This will be. A really cool place to visit, and uh yeah, <laughs> I was looking at like the platters there. I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bring our polos, son. Polos. Oh
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after after our beverage, we're gonna return back towards the lodging for the night and find our dinner option, which is a 14 minute walk from lodging and provides a vegan dining option at Lasina, which looks to be open from 1 to 4 p.m. Then be closed. In 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. every day. If you're not looking to walk, I'd recommend a taxi as the train only reduces our trip by two to three minutes. So it's not really worth the train unless it's raining or you just really are excited about the trains in the area. The menu changes constantly, though, according to the season and what they have offered. So if you live near, you can see an ever-changing menu in front of you and know that no matter when you end up going, you're... Gonna have a great experience there. For those of you that would like to just pick up your meal and bring it back to your home or lodging, it's an option as well. I'd recommend reaching out through the site to book though, because there's not a lot of seats there, son. And it looks like you can email those reservations ahead of time as well. But there's only twelve seats in the restaurant, so if you're it's like they're like you can book a private dinner, and I, if you book the private dinner, you know you're pretty much booking the place itself so there's a lot you can get beer shochu sake juice tea and even a homemade ginger ale that like moved up to the top of my list son i like ginger ale it's not the top of my list but homemade ginger ale come on how can you not like want to do that (laughs) and then one thing to take into account though the menus are only in japanese which would have you needing to use a translation app to know what you're ordering and there's no mention of any staff being able to speak english but just scan, translate, smile, be polite, and point, my friends. So, anything that jumped off your mind when you were looking at the location for um, on Google, Sun?
2: Looks really cool. Yeah, it, I love I love the vibes in there. <laughs> um, all the dishes look really unique and um, interesting. I'm very excited to check it out.
0: Well, son, uh, Studio Ghibli fans, as we are, you can rejoice, son. I've saved. One of the best things for last year. Oh, snap. This place, son, like <sighs> moved way up my list of places to go. We're talking about getting dessert and coffee at Shiro Hige's Cream Puff Factory that's what? open from 1030 a.m. to oh, son, oh. 7 p.m. Oh, yes, son. Currently, every day except for Tuesday when they're closed, you can get custard, strawberry, chocolate, matcha filled, creaming, you know, fillings, Inside these different cream puffs, son, there are Totoro-themed cakes for around 600 yen each. There are cookies that are currently Totoro-themed, ranging from 550 yen to 1500 yen, depending on how many you buy and size. And a fruit cake with a cute character on them, which allows for a lot of choice for your sweet tooth. Please look ahead before visiting on the store site, as flavors can end up changing. What stood out to you the most?
2: This looks so cool Oh my gosh There's so much Totoro It looks straight out of a Ghibli movie the entire place The little Totoro cutout There's so many like photo opportunities And oh my gosh It looks so cool
0: I know I stumbled across this too Like trying to find a dessert option And I'm like it's literally right by everything else That we're doing and I'm like holy cow How is this not like more talked about They're so
2: cute Oh my gosh (laughs) I wouldn't want to eat it.
0: Uh, that's know. Uh, it's like take it, refrigerate it, bring it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, gonna be all moldy. Like, don't touch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't touch it. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the end, this is truly just a great place to get lost. The whole area is uh, just walking around. There are so many shops, so many music shops. You can. There's so many music venues. We just talked about one. Go ahead, get lost find your own lost without Japan moment and come up with your own favorite story to tell about your traveling to Japan. And one of those things that you keep on bringing up again and again, no matter how many other visits you do, because that's what this show is all about. And this location will provide that for you. And after our long day, it is time for us to go ahead and head back to our lodging so that we can end up meeting our group for our next tour in the AM. But before we do so, there are some honorable mentions for Tokyo that are in this area that we can use for our trip. And if you're looking to stay in the area that we're looking for, you are really limited, Sam. There's like so few places that are open and there's so few lodging options in that area to begin with. So a lot of the lodging options are gonna put you about 30 minutes out if you wanna get into this area by train. So, my additional choice for lodging is the B Sanganya, a three star option in Setagaya City, which is a 24 minute walk or 15 minute train ride. And if you had the cream puffs, let's get that walk going, son, <laughs> to get ourselves back. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll need it after but that. Pricing, oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And pricing, though, for, for uh, is about like $160. But further out in July, it's drops to around $80 to $110. But like right now, being that $160. And it really varies through those different booking sites. If you book directly through the site, it would end up being pretty much the same at around $107 um, with conversion rates. And it's a standard single double bedroom with no breakfast add-ons. Um, if you want breakfast, it's a thousand yen per person, but if you want it, it's cool. But there's so many options to eat around there. I'd r- rather you just kind of explore the area. But if you've done a lot the night before and you're like, I just don't want to worry about it, Mike. I want to go enjoy the rest of my day. Go do that. You know, you do you. So one thing to take into account as well is that there are smoking and non-smoking rooms. Son, not like, you know, <laughs> like a lot of clarifications here. So if you're booking a place and you don't want smoking, you're not okay with smoking, you don't want that. You need to make sure that that is the case. And if you are someone who's like, hurrah, there is smoking and smoking rooms, then you can do that as well. So just make sure you're getting the one that you want. But if you're traveling with your family, you may end up needing two rooms as the beds that are in this location are not large in any way, shape or form. Um, Our unique addition for the day could easily have gone to finding ways to our last episode on finding ways to relax in Japan, and will do so by bringing you out to the island of Inoshima, which was in the Shosun Bochi the Rock, where they went on summer vacation. And by train, it's only an hour and a half trip from Tokyo, so it's totally doable, and you could even drive, and it's pretty much the same time. This island will truly immerse you in nature and also offers caves to explore, And in the show, they went to Inoshima Shrine. There's lots of beachfront to enjoy. And while visiting Inoshima, I would recommend purchasing the Eno Pass, which is a ticket that will include admission to the island's main attraction, which consists of a garden, observation tower, the caves we mentioned before, and the use of an escalator so you don't have to walk up the the bajillion steps. And everyone says that the walk up is really, really intensive. So you may want that escalator. And one negative though about this location is not wheelchair accessible. That being said, this location will provide some amazing views, and is open from 8:30 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I'm assuming, like anything else in Japan, they'll start closing that last group but, you know 30 to 45 minutes before is like the last group that'll be able to get up to it. And with that, we're gonna pause, in our our talk for our visit for these. And we're going to talk about our dinner options as well because I really feel like this area could be one that we could have at episode uh, Inoshima Shrine just on its own. So we'll talk about that more later. Son, uh, one thing in Japan. I've had my favorite Indian food. I've had my favorite Italian food. I've had so many of my favorites in Japan And it's like I stumbled across this one. It's on the outskirts of Tokyo and it's Burmese. It's Ruby Minmar, a Burmese restaurant located on the first floor of a dark tile building with a sign that says Ruby above it, a large window, and it's about 30 to 40 minutes by train from our lodging for today's trip. You may ask why we're going so far out, but one of my favorite things to do is just visit places I normally wouldn't be able to, especially around me. And those of you that are long-term listeners know that, that I love any and all types of curry, and I have not tried theirs. So that, like, moves it up my list. plus is that they're open every day from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., and then 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. And the store menu is in Japanese and Burmese, but printed nicely, so it should be pretty easy to scan with your translation app, and I was even kind of doing so myself. One thing to note is that if you—that is, your order could— be pretty hot in terms of spiciness, depending on what you're used to with Southeast Asian food. If you're traveling with your family, I'd suggest tasting it before handing off to your, you know, kids, younger kids and things to eat. But they are, everyone mentions the staff being super friendly, not rushing you out. And there's a lunch buffet that could come with water, coffee or tea for around 1300 yen each, where there's like 15 different dishes for you to explore, including meat, vegetables and rice. And one thing that is unique is the restaurant is often filled with Minmar customers. So you could end up hearing Burmese, Japanese, and just like so many languages going on. And for those of you 20 years and older, you could even get the chance, son, to try a Burmese beer if you're so inclined. Heck yeah. For those of you with, you know, it's like for those of you with Japan, one thing to note is that your sizes, like if you're in Japan, son, are like what they're supposed to be, I would almost say, like as far as serving size go. Mm -hmm. But if you've been living in Japan for a while and you go to this restaurant, you might be caught off guard because the sizes for the meals and plates are larger than what you'd normally expect in Japan. And reviews mention their desserts are unique and very refreshing after a meal. But there's no website for this location, but you can uh, show hack of the day. Click order food button on Google Maps profile and click the link for Uber Eats. And we'll pull up some pictures of things that you have that you can look at ahead of time and use your Google translation at that. The site for Uber Eats, though, is the Japan site, and it shows a price range of 980 yen to 1100 yen uh, for some of the dishes and up to 1300 for your main dishes, including a fish noodle soup, various noodle dishes as well, and appetizers that have fried tofu and others ranging for around 720 yen. Um, with. All the recent changes for traveling to Japan, like I said, I'm gonna do an FAQ next time uh, in the uh, month from now after our next interview because of the increase of the JRL pass. It's just one thing that we kind kind of talk about, and I've covered so many different things for those of you that are newer to the show. I, this might be our 50th episode, son. I don't know, but we're close. I've like, there's been way, you know. I don't expect everyone that's listening right now to have heard them all. So I'd like to try to pull some of them together and just have that be something that we can cover as well. So anything else you'd like to share, son, like in the area or anything that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm just really
2: excited just in general, but especially this area. It seems like there's a lot of stuff to see and do. And I feel like if I just walk around, I'm going to see stuff that I want to check out. So I'm just excited to explore and get lost and just see new sites and like that burmese place like what that's sick like i'm just so excited to like try stuff and new experiences i'm just super pumped
0: and it's like with the conversion rate going in our favor right now even better and right after we do that faq site son um, i'm gonna be sharing like a pottery town with everybody which is gonna get us outside that tokyo but i'm totally excited uh to share that as well thank you so much for setting aside time for dad. I appreciate it. (laughs) And uh, with housekeeping for today, please give a follow a like, and a comment on your favorite streaming service. And for updates on the show, feel free to give a follow at Instagram on lost without Japan. And if you've enjoyed today's show, feel free to join and support our shows. Patreon. I said, once again, greatly, greatly appreciated for those of you that can't just share with friends and family. Share on your social media. It is truly appreciated. And one more share from past interview is Doc Kane with Read More Japanese, Push Your Career Further, and Lower the Ceiling on that last 10% of your streaming for Maple Lopo Schoolhouse, college caliber training designed specifically for readers and serious learners of Japanese. Enroll at MapleLopoSchoolhouse.com. And for our outro, we're going to call it a night before we end up, you know, going on and exploring even more. But thank you again, Sam, for joining me today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. It's an honor to be on the show. I
2: love it whenever I can join.
0: Thank you. Thank you, son. And behalf of all the Lost Without Japan. Members and crew, we want to say thank you for joining us today on this trip, and we really do look forward to seeing you again in two weeks for our next episode. To everyone out there, oh day, stay well, my friends. Song of the show is going to be the Kesaku band, and their song from Bochi the Rock, Session Complex. Thank you all, everyone, and with that, enjoy the music.